Ashes to ashes. Dust to dust. Podcast to podcast. Warren Groom to Warren Groom. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here today to pay our respects to the What's That About podcast. It was a good podcast. Um, had a good life. Lots of sexual innuendo was made. And excessive laughing on behalf of myself and Luke. Not many people listened and no one cared, but I think it's fair to say that the world is completely unchanged. Rest in peace. Yes, <laughs> that was a big pause. <laughs> Don, so here we are, the 50th and final episode of the What's That About podcast. So, we have decided to pull the pin. It's had a good run. Um, how are you feeling about that, Don? Yeah, a little bit sad, but uh, we have some more things in the works. I think we just wanted to do something a little bit different, and I think we've probably pushed the idea for as far as it can go, so on to something new. Yeah, we hope that our uh, two listeners will come with us to the new new project which will, uh, we're not sure what that'll be yet, but it'll probably be exactly the same, but just called something different. Yeah, probably. What's this about? <laughs> What's, this about? <laughs> What's the deal with that? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> just a few slight variation, but oh, that's going to bring the listeners in. Don't we? <laughs> that is a rebrand that's going to take us places. Yeah. <laughs> the all new What's That About, maybe. <laughs> what we decided to do for this episode, rather than trot out another topic we've actually gone back through the vault and selected our best bits of the last 50 episodes and the funny thing is when you take the best 10 seconds of each episode and edit it together it's nearly okay yeah it's actually (laughs) nearly okay i had mixed feelings one i personally and this is you know making a best of of your own podcast Surely the most self-indulgent thing that uh, anyone could ever do. <laughs> do <you reckon? laughs> to do your own podcast, that's pretty narcissistic. To yeah. do a best of of your own podcast, that's Donald Trump territory. He's <laughs> <laughs> bordering on Trump. <laughs> so, I'm kind of proud of it in one respect. And in another, another way, like 75% of the jokes are penis, sex, toilet. That basically <laughs> sums it up. Maybe that's our next podcast, maybe. Penis sex toilet. That is a penis very sex toilet podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because that is what we're joking about the whole time. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> the weird thing is, if you release enough episodes and a handful of people listen to them, the numbers add up quite a bit. I had a look at the stats just before logging on tonight. Mm. We got almost nine thousand downloads across the potty so far. Which only works out to, I think, about seven listens per episode, but 
fifty-one episodes. Yeah, in some yeah, in some ways it's not too bad. In other ways, really, could be worse. Alrighty, so here you go. Uh, a whole lot of a whole lot of content. Probably too much content. We could have edited it back a little bit. But here yeah. are the the least worst bits of the What's That About podcast. Welcome to What's That About. We are talking about Donald Trump this week, and a uh, bit of a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out there. Welcome to the secret brethren of What's That About? Where we promise you eternal life. The only downside is, well, you've got to sleep with Don. (laughs) (laughs) And the sort of the demographic that's most likely to get a good amount of belly button, sorry, navel fluff, BBL, let's just call it, Mm. is uh, middle-aged, hairy men, especially those who have recently put on weight, which, unfortunately, (laughs) that's me. That's basically (laughs) describing me. It's... That's, that sounds as though if I committed a, if I committed a crime, yeah. that's how the reporter and Crime Stoppers would describe me: a slightly middle overweight, middle aged male with a hairy abdomen. So, I guess that's really the long and the short of belly button fluff. Unless you've got anything else, I do have one more thing. Ooh. Is that there's a guy, Australian, yeah, librarian. He's basically collected every single day um, a bit of his belly button lint, and he mm. has the largest collection in the world. How big is it? It's uh doesn't very big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say. <laughs> so basically, because it's like bacteria, you can take the bacteria, you can grow it. You know, it's like a yeast almost, mm. and you can make cheese from it. Oh. And so I didn't find they're saying it's possible to make belly button cheese. I didn't find evidence of that, but I found evidence of there's a woman who started making vaginal yogurt. And she, <laughs> and she started making it after she heard that there's... This is all new to me. There's such a thing as a semen cookbook. And she goes, if there's a semen cookbook, I'm making vaginal yogurt, thanks. Wow. So there's a whole cookbook, and this is actually... I'm like, all right, I follow this path. I'm like an investigative journalist. Oh, I'd love to see your search history at the moment. This is, <laughs> yeah, this is the, the phrase on the cookbook. It says... Semen is not only nutritious, but it also has a wonderful texture and amazing cooking properties. <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's in the inside flap of the uh, semen cookbook. So, was she doing a vagina yeast cookbook? No, no. In, so in she, she heard there was that, and she's oh, like, right. you know, the women can't get left out here. So she <laughs> took some swabs, grew some bacteria. And made, and I, she said it was a bit tangy. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is the yogurt. Yeah. Geez, you wouldn't want to see the inside flaps on the vagina yeast cookbook. No. <laughs> That's edited out. You can't, you can't include that. Okay, Don. Why do men have nipples? Give it to me. Very good question, and I'm glad you asked. So, basically, from my extensive research, mm hmm. Basically, in layman's terms... Well, hang on. You've said basically twice. <laughs> and in layman's terms... Yeah. Do you actually know the answer? <laughs> well, basically, you know what? I cut and paste from a website. Yep. And I'm editing on the fly now because it does get into... Uh, it gets a bit in-depth. 
Can I just say, Googling nipples gets a bit in-depth. It does. <laughs> that, that is a risky endeavour. Googling in-depth nipples is something you don't even want to go. It's just too... <laughs> too much. <laughs> Typically, female hormone is estrogen. Mm. But it's actually present in sort of low degrees in men. I think I've got high levels of it. I watch The Bachelor. I kind of like reading Elizabeth Gilbert's self-help books. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, You've also got boobies as well, so... <laughs> You're a lovely pair I thought you were my sister for most of my life. <laughs> Question, though. Yeah. When your partner was um, breastfeeding, did you ever taste the milk? No, I didn't. Okay, that'll do us for today. <laughs> you did? Yeah, a little taste. Well, was Not like? from the nipple. <laughs> This is how Wikipedia describes what flipping the bird means. You ready? Yep. You're Hang on. Are we, are we going to we gonna beep these out? Yeah, we're going to need the beep. Definitely. Okay, the beep. I'll, get, I'll get it ready. Okay. In Western culture, the finger is an obscene hand gesture. It communicates moderate to extreme contempt and is roughly equivalent in meaning to f off, f you, shove it up yours, and This is Wikipedia? <laughs> that, that is from Wikipedia. That, that's peer-reviewed as well. That's what I like. <laughs> Look at references. <laughs> that's what do the references that? say? Man in the car. He's <laughs> <laughs> just been cut off. <laughs> yeah, actually, as a side note, I read quite a lot of um, sort of mental health studies or journal articles, and a lot of mental health professionals use the... Uh, the technical term, or well, the technical phrase for sleepwalking is a disorder of arousal. Now, for a normal person like me, that means something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> and I know a couple of psychologists, and they ban they just chuck the word arousal around all the time, and they don't bat an eyelid like it's <laughs> like it's a normal phrase that you use in the bedroom. That's a, that's taboo in my way. <laughs> Anything I've noticed this as well. I was very aroused in the situation. You were what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't sleep. I spoke to my psychologist friend, and he's like, oh, you just got to avoid arousing activities before bed. Like, <laughs> I'm not avoiding that. It's <laughs> the only pleasure I have I'm in here, my man. life. Come on. <laughs> now, yep. there's multiple instances of people waking up, leaving the house, picking up someone, a random stranger, and having sex with them. So they're doing this. I couldn't help but think... They're doing this within 30 minutes. If someone gave me a three months head start and said, in three months, I want you to, you know, dandy yourself up, get dressed up, get your charm on, go out, and within 30 minutes, pick up a stranger and have sex with them. Couldn't do it. Zero percent chance of that happening. Who the hell's doing that? 30 minutes. While they're asleep. Out the door, pick up, have sex, jump back into bed with your husband or partner. <laughs> <laughs> like, who? Is that the Fonz? What's going on? <laughs> Who could do this? I don't get it. <laughs> that is amazing. That is impressive, to say the least. But you can't help but wonder, you know, if so that obviously wouldn't have a memory of waking up and having sex with a stranger. Can't help but think that uh, Mary from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm not making a decision. I'm just saying possibly she slept, walk, had sex with Ezekiel and... Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's the explanation that has been puzzling everyone for so long. Virgin birth or sleepwalker? Sleep or sex omniac? Yeah, just a sex omniac, that's all. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it, it's a condition. When I first started dating my now wife, 
we went to her parents' house and we were pretty young and we were allowed to sleep in the same room, which was right next to their bedroom. And probably at about midnight, no, no, but I was reading like through the evening and my wife had gone to sleep. And as I was reading, you could, the house was really, really silent. And you could hear like the, the walls creaking and the tap stripping. And then for no reason whatsoever in her sleep, she made this noise. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? It was like this groan that... <laughs> that, all the, just, don't, like a, just don't do it again. That's the, <laughs> That would I'd appreciate that. Go on. As long as it doesn't involve that noise. Go on. <laughs> it was like a sexual groan that was happening in a really silent house as I was right next door to her parents. She wasn't and avoiding was... arousal. That's the issue. There. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting there going, Are you crazy? What are you, do- what are you doing? <laughs> the parents were like, huh? It was like the first time I'd met the parents. and she... <laughs> It was very awkward the next morning over breakfast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, there's a thing called sleep texting or sleep emailing where people get up and they'll text a strange, you know, they'll text a strange message to one of their contacts or email and um, they have no memory of it. But the person at the other end is going, what's that about? <laughs> what's that about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did read that as well. And some of the ones that I, I read online, it was quite a sensible email. Like, I've sent worse oh, emails when I've been away. So, you can just Google examples of sleep emailing. Yeah, you look at examples, and yeah. it was like, it was just like a normal email that had a bit of a few grammar things, but for the most was part... Was there a few, in, in between each sentence was like a bunch of Zs or something? <laughs> <laughs> but there's a theory, and it's uh, it's spoken about by this guy called David, it's either Ike or Ike, I-C-K-E. He's a British guy. He used to be a sports journalist, a quite a well-known sports journalist on the BBC. And then something happened, and he came out. Um, it's on YouTube. There's a video where he came out with all these theories. He claimed he was the son of God on the BBC, like on some talk show. And he has a theory that the world is secretly being run by shape-shifting lizards, sort of yeah. lizard men <laughs> who live underground, and they manipulate um, everything sort of around us. And all the high pro like the Queen... Prime Ministers, all famous people are shape-shifting lizards. Um, this is this is also my favourite theory. Oh, really? This, I love this it. is mine as this well. Is, it's so good. How good is it? The thing I like most about it is this is the equivalent, essentially, of Bruce McAvaney one day coming out yeah, and is. saying, you know, uh, Obama, lizard, like. <laughs> but to, the the thing about it is quite funny. I read it and I'm like, this is just ridiculous. But then I saw, a, you know, I saw Kerry Packer on the news, and <laughs> I thought, this guy's forgot to put his costume on. He's, <laughs> he's still in lizard costume here. <laughs> um, the thing about this is a little bit of a tangent, but do you know when you try to like, you know, you don't want, you don't want your house to get robbed, so you're trying to leave the lights on so they they think people are home. Do you remember when we were teenagers, and I think Dad left the radio on and some lights on. And then he was saying to us, no, you leave that on and then, you know, burglars will think there's someone home and they won't bother you. And we're like, as if burglars wouldn't know that. Like, they're going to know that that's what people do and they'll have ways to work around it. And then, like, two weeks later, the neighbor, our neighbor came across and said, 
Yeah, the other day, I was knocking on your door, radio was on, lights were on, no one was answering. That's a bit rude. <laughs> I knew someone was home, but... <laughs> <laughs> Completely kind of justified Dad's theory. <laughs> yeah. Well, our dad, when we used to go, he used to get these timers to turn the light on and off, you know, during nighttime hours. On at 6pm, off at 9pm. It's like, it's like yeah. Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. <laughs> he had, like, the cardboard cutouts going around in front of the curtains. <laughs> if someone knocked on the door, get out, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> like, just say, like, if you're Paul McCartney and there's rumours are going around that you're actually dead and, and you're not you anymore, that they look alike, it would be so incredibly easy to prove... That that is not the case, mm. and yet this rumor persisted. I think pretty strongly for at least five years, from what I read. Yeah, it's and well it, and truly over now. I would say. Yeah, yeah. but I think through the late sixties, people were still believing it. And I think if I think it was post Beatles era when he was kind of doing either solo stuff or was his Wings his next band or what was the? Yeah, a lot of people wished he was dead when he was doing Wings because that because. <laughs> I don't mind, mo- like most of Wings is okay, some of it is not good. <laughs> I've got an invention, and I've been sitting on this, <laughs> I've been sitting on this invention for a long time. It's a barbecue invention. Yeah. It's called the separator. Yes. It's an invention I've come up with where on the hot plate, I it's like a cross of two metal bars that you put on the hot plate mm. and you can shift one of the bars up and down. So the, the hot plate essentially comes into four quadrants and you can change the size of each quadrant by moving the bar up and down. Interesting. And then you can separate your meats and your veggies and your vegetarian stuff from your meat eater stuff. And there's flexibility around how much quantity there is in each quadrant. But it goes on your hot plate, keeps things nice and orderly on the barbecue. I like that a lot. It's called the separator. The separator, I it's call it. It's a very imaginative name. <laughs> <laughs> I have a product that separates. It's the separator. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. Yeah. I came in with the idea of the barbecue thing. Yeah. I'd never given it a name yeah. until about three minutes ago. <laughs> the separator. On, it's going to be better if I give it a name. Yeah, um, yeah. It sounds it like do? a Steven Seagal movie. The okay. separator. <laughs> Separate this. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, though, is there anything in that idea? I think there's some practical... Something there. Particularly for vegetarians. Yeah. Yeah. Because I live with a vegetarian, so every time I'm on the barbecue, I'm separating and there's, there's crossover. Mm. My wife doesn't have confidence. I've separated it properly. What I've done, usually when I separate for vegetarians, I just put sausages in the line so that it doesn't... The sausage separator. <laughs> yeah. That's a different kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the kind of person that does news resolutions. Mm. I'm thinking you're the kind of person that doesn't do news. I don't really. That's true. <laughs> What's that about? Uh, just not into them. So New Year's Day, you yep. wake up on New Year's, New Year's Day morning. Yep. A little bit cloudy in the head. Have some breakfast. Have some breakfast. And Have what are you sh- thinking about? Uh, lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really. Uh, I don't have any deep thoughts on New Year's Day. And are there any other times of the year that you do? have like a regular milestone where you stop and think about things queen's birthday (laughs) (laughs) really makes me think about life you know (laughs) you know how it's kind of a bit of a tradition uh, when midnight strikes on new year's eve Mm. to have a little bit of a smooch yes 
Look at you, very, very assertive there. No, well, mate. No, no, no I know it well. Never really experienced it. No, just, <laughs> I've witnessed it in others. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've read about it. I've in been books. around it. Just <laughs> from adolescence onwards, you're roughly seven times more likely to be tickled by somebody of the opposite sex. There you mm. go. So I was obviously an outlier in that uh, <laughs> in that study. I don't think I spoke. Oh boy, school probably didn't speak to a girl other than mum until I was twenty-three. Yeah. It was probably the only move I had up my sleeve as a teenager was a tickle. A tickle. Like, yeah, that was yeah. kind of just no uh, no verbal skills, no pick up lines. Just uh, tickle might steal their hat and run away with it as well. Oh that yeah, was probably that the one. other. That was the other. Thing. I just stuck with the primary school thing of just punching them if I liked someone. <laughs> Good option. Yeah. Good option. If you punch them in the boobs, that's second base right there. So. Uh... <laughs> Whenever I go get a massage, because I'm very ticklish. Very ticklish. Okay. If I go get a massage, I spend the whole time just giggling, particularly on the legs and the feet. I'm just giggling away the whole time. Mm. Um, and the weirdest experience I had was when we were in India and there was this, I went to this random massage place where this guy who was wearing nothing but kind of a, a loincloth underpant was giving me a massage that contrasted between agony in terms of how harsh it was and being really ticklish like it was just flipped between those two things but the worst thing was about three or four times in the course of the massage his uh his old fella fell out of his loincloth <laughs> why was the guy massaging you wearing a loincloth i don't know but he, he put me <laughs> in a loincloth as well so so double was... loincloth cancel each other out you're both naked and <laughs> <laughs> The, like the worst thing was because his his old fellow would kind of flop on the table, like it would on kind the of table? because he was leaning over the table, and it would kind of just slide out the <laughs> side and rest on the table. What sort of massage place was this? <laughs> and I was just sitting there, either giggling or squealing with agony. It was the it was the weirdest situation of my life. The only other thing I found is there was a study from 2009 that found redheads were twice as likely to avoid dental visits because they felt they had increased sensitivity to pain. If you've got red hair, go to the dentist. You don't want bad teeth as well as red hair. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to bash redheads because I have nothing against redheads. However, there was a report I found uh, that there was a particular sperm bank called Cyros International that had basically said they don't want any more redhead donors. They've got they've got enough doses, and uh, there's not enough demand. So they had they had 140,000 redhead donors. Bloody good masturbators, those uh, redheads. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. 140,000. They've had to shut their door to redheads. <laughs> My last fact about Kim Jong Il, probably not worth mentioning, but I'll do it because I've got it. He was known by more than 50 names, including Dear Leader, Supreme Leader, Our Father, The General, and my favourite, Generalissimo. <laughs> which is great because, to me, that sounds like he's just released like a, an Italian restaurant or something. <laughs> it's the Bellissimo Generalissimo. <laughs> you get a double scoop of the Generalissimo, thanks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me attention. Give me attention. I'm, I'm much more subtle with my attention seeking. <laughs> like the other day, my daughter was like, look at me, look at me. And I'm like, that's 
the adult version of that is pretty much putting on your own podcast. That's yeah. a- <laughs> <laughs> that is. I don't like getting my hair cut. I find the whole process painful. Like I'm mm. staring at myself for half an hour, making inane conversation. So when the hairdresser is chatting away and they stop cutting my hair to tell a story. Yeah. And they add minutes to the haircut by telling this story with hand gestures and they're not cutting my hair. The whole time I'm like, just cut, start cutting again. The story's not that good to prolong this haircut. Yeah. <laughs> that is a, that's a pet peeve. Yeah. That never happens to me. I guess I just don't have interesting conversation. <laughs> Usually when I start speaking, they start sniffing faster. So I don't know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been a policy change about whether one can tip the butcher back? Uh, butchers in the clear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I have no idea what that. Where is the, the butcher? butcher? What is the butcher? I don't know what that means. No. Just say we crash in a plane. Yeah. And I die, and you're trying to survive. Yeah. And you're like, right? I'm gonna have to give. I'm gonna have to give Elmar a little bit of a nibble. Hmm. What? Where would you nibble first? Penis. <laughs> <laughs> Just an hors d'oeuvre I might as well <laughs> Mate, that would fill you up for weeks That, that is <laughs> Obviously a very stupid joke <laughs> Okay, no What would I choose? I would probably choose I don't know No idea I can't even pretend Okay. <laughs> it does remind me of This time I was in the Um I was in like the public toilets and this bloke was doing a wee at the stall with the door open and these old drunk fellas walked in and needed to do a number two in the stall and started heckling the guy for being in the stall instead of at the urinal wall and he's just going, oh mate, what's wrong with you? Are you hung like a cashew? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you telling me that. <laughs> it was the best heckle. There's no comeback to that. Nah. If you're midway, you can't turn over your shoulder and go, I'm not. Like, <laughs> there's nothing you can say in that moment. Ran to the aid of the pilot. And you see him try to pull his mate out, but the guy's leg is caught under the helicopter. Mm. And then he goes, right, I'm going to lift it and then get someone else to pull him as I lift the helicopter. And it's all very undramatic in the, in the way that the guy isn't kind of going berserk. He's just kind of looks pretty calmly thinking through what our options here and then he kind of lets out a bit of a grunt the helicopter tilts on its axis and then the other guy pulls the guy out and this is being Mm. used as evidence of hysterical strength and the people talking in the video are quite emotional about the life being saved but my favourite thing is in the comments section is someone writes interesting how we can lift up a helicopter but he can't lift up his pants because the guy's sporting about six <laughs> inches of bum crack. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's pretty good. There's three. I saw an, just on a completely thing, I saw an interesting meme the other day. Hmm. Not a massive fan of memes, but a, I don't mind a cheeky one. Yeah. And there was a little cartoon and it said, it was an interview and the person in the interview goes, what, what do you think your biggest weakness is? And the person responds, honesty. And then the interviewer is like, well, I don't really think that's a weakness. And then the the interviewee goes, I don't give a fuck what you think. (laughs) (laughs) Did you read that study that he conducted with 
his young research assistant. Yes, I did. <laughs> so he, he basically got a house, completely waterproofed it, filled it with water, and then made someone, one of his research assistant, female research assistant, made them live with the dolphin. Was it, how was that, 12 weeks or something? Yep. I think it was 10 or 12 weeks. The water was just high enough that the dolphin could swim around the house, but low enough so that the researcher didn't drown in the house. So they kind of could exist together in this house for 10 or 12 weeks. Yeah. And basically, there was a bit of a failure. Well, <laughs> to me, the most interesting <clears throat> bit about it was... So the whole idea was when she saw the dolphin making kind of noises, she was meant to like reinforce these speech utterances and then shape them into human language. But the dolphin wasn't interested in these lessons at all. The, the dolphin just wanted a little bit of nookie. <laughs> he was a very randy dolphin. He was, he was toey as a Roman sandal, this dolphin. <laughs> so anyway, apparently he was so... Um, what's another word for randy? I don't know. I don't want to say the H word because I... <laughs> It's a bit much, bit much for this hour. Not in this time slot. You can't drop a hate bomb. You can't say that in this time slot. <laughs> he was so excited that she had to manually relieve him eight to ten times a day, just to get just to get the fo- just to get the focus on uh, back on back on the vocab. Manually relieve. Did you make yes. that phrase up? No, I, I read that from one of the things. <laughs> that was their classy way of putting it. <laughs> The article I read about that little incident was that the dolphin was trying to woo the researcher by kind of nibbling at her feet and legs. And at that point, I was just taking notes thinking, okay, that's not a bad little tactic. That's, uh, I'll keep that up the sleeve. <laughs> yeah. And then when the researcher didn't reciprocate, the dolphin just got violent. So they had to kind of separate them. And they thought, well, let's give the dolphin some conjugal visits with other dolphins. So it went away, had a good time, came back, hopefully a bit more relaxed. But the dolphin was still keen on this researcher. Mm. But the way I read, love. The way I read the article, it was almost as though she wasn't instructed to manually relieve it. Just one day when the dolphin started rubbing his teeth up and down her leg and then showing off his genitals, the team was in shock because the researcher then started manually relieving it. And I was reading that as though she took it off her own decision of, okay, you've won me over. That was that was how I read that story. Oh, right. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's not the case? No, no. She was just... It's like she just wanted to solve the problem and then get on with the lessons. That was uh, what I read. I thought it was, oh, beggars can't be choosers. I'll, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take what I can get. Yeah, the, yeah this that's so weird. <laughs> it's such a such a weird research thing. <laughs> so for this episode, what we were initially planning on doing was starting with uh, probably the first podcast game of rock paper scissors, and it didn't really go to plan. This is basically what happened. All right, Don, we have been researching rock paper scissors all week, pretty pretty extensively. Can you see me on the... We do this over Skype, so it's a little bit tricky to see each other for a game of Scissor Baby Rock. Can you see me? Your face looks a bit red and uh, <laughs> seems to be a big blob rather than anything else. Perfect HD quality. Okay, ready? Yep. One, two, two three. three. Hang on. <laughs> I can't see your fist. Let's just say what we're going to do, okay? On the count of three, let's just say what we're going to do. One, One two... two. 
three scissors. scissors. Oh, after all that, it's a bloody tie. <laughs> this is riveting. Hang on, let's just do it again. Okay, this might make, this might not make the cut. <laughs> That's a hint. You'll be using scissors. Okay. <laughs> One, two, two three, three. Paper. paper. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Last time, come on. One, One two, two, three, three scissors. scissors. <laughs> <laughs> One more time, ready? Ready? Yeah. One, two, three, Ralph Paper. Mouth. Oh! <laughs> okay, last one. Yep. Okay. One, two, two three, three, Rock. Rock. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is four ties okay. in a row. It's got to be at least four. Okay, let's do it. Okay. One, One two, three. three paper. Rock. Yes! Oh, you win! <laughs> it was uh, It was so not worth it. That was not worth it. <laughs> it was not worth it at all. Speaking, and this is completely off topic, but you know those moments where you're completely caught off guard and you have no idea how this happened? Like... You know when you sit down on the toilet, for instance, and the toilet seat is up? Mm. And you're like, whoa, what's happening? It's really weird. Today, I put on my hoodie, happened to put it on backwards. <laughs> I, thought I, was, I thought I was all done with my, uh, with my jumper putting on. And I was there with it backwards, the hood on, with the covering my face. And I'm like, <laughs> the process is finished. What's going on? <laughs> I've never, ever seen done. anyone do that. Have you? Oh, I did it today. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. Yeah, it was weird. I'm like, this is the, this is, it's coming true. I'm in the eternal jumper. <laughs> like, I'll never get out. <laughs> so you thought you were still in the jumper when the hoodie was I in front of your face? Yeah, I'm like, hang on, my head went through the hole. I'm still in the jumper. <laughs> I'm in a it vortex. I'm in a vortex. <laughs> it's finally happened. I slipped, I slipped through the crack. <laughs> the space-time continuum. So the whole, like... You know, dying and then being frozen and coming back to life thing. Big rumours that Walt Disney was, you know, was frozen in that way. Yeah. Looked into it for this episode. Apparently it was just like, one day he said he would want to be frozen. And then that's where it was left. You can just and imagine like some guy with a new, like a newspaper man with one of those press hats on going, What a scoop! <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then <laughs> racing away. Didn't he? Didn't wait around to hear the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just explain for me um, just the definitional stuff around cryonics versus cryogenics, and just what what the difference is? Yeah. Okay. So I'll just give you the definition of cryonics because that's what the episode's about. Cryonics from the Greek word cryos, meaning cold, and. When I initially read that, I thought it was uh, the Greek word kyrios, meaning wanker. Um, is <laughs> Just on a quick aside, speaking of pools, mm. I've been spending a lot of time in the pool over summer. And i got to put it out there, a little bit, uh, a little bit uncomfortable with the shirt off at the pool. <laughs> Just very self-conscious, not a great torso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not, a, I'm with you. not a super torso. Yeah. So I've had to develop all these strategies and tactics for minimizing torso exposure at the pool. Yep. Talk me through <laughs> it. What do you got? Well, I'm, the, I'm exactly the same. <laughs> the go-to move is 
just reducing time between shirt off and being neck deep in the water. That's yep. the... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm breaking land speed records. I'm just like taking it off as one foot is in the water and as I'm falling into the water, the shirt is coming off and throwing it as I plunge into the pool. That's Yeah, I've actually had scientific studies done with me. My shirt will basically stay motionless and I just slip <laughs> down into the pool while the shirt stays at the same level and then it just plopples down onto the side. <laughs> Ready for my re-entry when I get out. <laughs> and then when they inevitably ask, aren't you going to dry yourself first? No way, man. <laughs> That's genius. That is genius. Yeah. That's my system. <laughs> the... Or you can keep the towel over you. as well. <laughs> just covering the bits you're not happy with. <laughs> just... <laughs> ah, just dry enough. <laughs> The thing is, I'm actually, I'm pretty happy with my back. My back's okay, so my, my towel yeah. just covers my front. <laughs> so I reckon I'm the least likely person to get involved in a road rage accident in the history of of automobiles. Yeah, I'll concur with that. I'm so <laughs> avoidance of conflict. A couple of years ago, I was at a set of traffic lights and the car in front of me didn't go when it turned green. But because the car looked a little bit scary... I didn't honk it. I just sat there and let the, <laughs> let the green turn to red, hoping that the next time he noticed it had gone green. Because I was <laughs> just, just fingers crossed. I was too afraid to honk it because it was kind of like a done up. It was a bit of a done up hoon car. And I'm like, I'm not beeping him. I don't know what he's capable yeah. of. I'm like, I'm not touching that. Another way that I know that you would never, you know, take part in road rage is that when we used to play Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo back in the day. Man, I would be throwing my controller all over the place, and it's like I was playing against the Dalai Lama. Because you would just be sitting there quietly. I'd be, you know, on the rough end of a red shell, and I'd be getting really cranky, and you'd be like, to give in to the shell is to be the shell. No, like, this shell pass? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Interestingly, um, I was doing a little bit of research um, about whether... Road rage is actually a, me- a mental disorder, and according to the DSM, it isn't. But the behaviours typically associated with road rage can be the result of a disorder known as intermittent explosive disorder. Oh yeah, which, yeah. Which is also uh, what happens to you when you have too many dried apricots of an evening. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> The, the funniest thing about that for me was how I just said, of an evening. Of an evening. Too many across, of an evening. Of an evening. <laughs> Here's another one. This is I find this amusing because I'm immature. Do you honk the horn often? <laughs> Sounds like a euphemism for something else. <laughs> that is very good. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing tonight, mate? I just might honk the horn and go to bed, man. It's... <laughs> In 1993, used panty vending machines were declared to be illegal in Japan. So, no one's really come up with solid evidence that they existed. However, they did pass a law banning them. So, kind of suggests they were around. Gee, the most disturbing thing about that was that I just had to hear you say the word panty. Oh, yeah. That's, that was hard to that say. That was confronting, Don. That was, it was harder to listen I'm to. I'm usually undies or derps. That's all I use. Panties <laughs> is hard. Um, on a different note, in Bhutan... Oh, that was my next one. Yes. Most of the buildings are decorated with erect penises 
because the male organ is a symbol of fertility and it wards off evil spirits. What's that about? Which, what's that about? (laughs) Your uh, erect penis wards (laughs) off evil spirits and women generally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can fact check that one. That's correct. (laughs) Uh, Not bad. On a side note, do you find the French accent the most fun to to speak in? Particularly when you... I only know one sentence in French, mm. which we stole. I stole from our mum. But I reckon on a daily basis, I pop out with a... Tu es très gentil. <laughs> Just a little... Daily basis. How funny is that to say? Um, it is a fun thing to say words. Can you give it a little bit of a... Tu es très gentil. Tu es très gentil. <laughs> <laughs> How much fun is that to say? That is fun. Good. It's, it's the er at the end of it. Tweet crazy on tea. Crazy on tea. Tutti It's the lure. We're gonna we're gonna start a world war at the end of this episode. I know. It's sounding very trouble. racist. We gotta cut a lot of this out. <laughs> Do you remember the chip packets in the oven? Yeah, totally. And it was a specific... T- they don't make those... Because now they have the, the foil, aluminium foil type chip packets. Yes. Back in the day, it was very much more plastic. And for some reason, we always did it. Tried to turn them into key rings. I didn't even have a key. <laughs> what was I trying to... <laughs> what was I... What, why did I want a key ring so much? You had no keys. <laughs> I was planning ahead. I was planning ahead. I could, t- I could tell I was going to get keys at some point and... How am I going to know they're mine? Chrissy's. Thank you. (laughs) I had that. Apparently, a website called Pornhub has found that over 10 days, there were 2.5 million searches for fidget spinner porn. How many many searches? 2.5 million. Look at you. The way that you very, very carefully pronounced that website like you had not been there. Pornhub. Dot edu. I'm not familiar with it. Dot gov. Dot au. Is that the? Uh... <laughs> you inevitably get to this age where you're like, I have vivid memories of being like 16 years old. They're squeezing us in three to a seat. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's degrading. They're still yeah. doing it. <laughs> it reminds me of when, and I know you know when you're, you know, you're always one of the kids of the family. Mm. There's always a kid's table. Mm. Eventually, you get to some age where you're too old for the kid's table, mm. but the family still see you as kids, so you're always there. And I still remember this time when we were sitting there with our cousins who were like mm. six. Mm. We were probably 20. <laughs> and you're, you're sitting at this small table. <laughs> the cousins are spitting on you. They're throwing food on you. And you're just like, kill me. Is it? <laughs> this is ridiculous. I just completed my uni degree. Yeah, you're, just, you're a... <laughs> An accomplished professional, and you're getting spat on, and to be fair, the fairy bread was fantastic that day. That was one of the better fairy breads we've had. The most extreme thing I've seen, though, is there are scientists working on an onion that doesn't contain, essentially, these enzymes or or the root structure to support these enzymes. Mm. New Zealand scientists, I read that. New Zealand scientists. I kind of think, of all the things in this world that we're not on top of yet, in terms of illnesses and ailments and conditions and social problems. Nah, onions. Who's putting the energy into onion, like getting the tears properties out of onions? 
someone that gets affected very badly. They <laughs> must really get affected. Um, that's just bizarre. Start yeah. with dandruff. Start with dandruff. Tennis elbow is a very bad uh, yeah. ailment. I think that's <laughs> recovering from a Chinese burn. Like yeah, yeah. Start <laughs> that. It's more helpful to me than onion. Yeah. And the other thing, which a lot of people do, is if you wear swimming goggles, mm. no tears. Yes. Which is good. Which I put in the basket of, you know, it's very practical, it does the job, but you lose a bit of dignity. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know, you're, not, you're not going to bed and feeling good about yourself after you're wearing <laughs> swimming glasses when you're cutting your onions. You can always guarantee you're going to bed by yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a dinner for one. So, I got, that's when you start crying then. Is it? <laughs> So you're not avoiding tears, you're just delaying them until, the, until you go to bed. <laughs> I remember back in the 80s, there was a rumour going around, and I still don't know if it's true, but if you look at a magpie, they won't sweep you. So he put eyes on the back of his hat. Ah, yes, I do and remember then this. there was another rumour, and the next thing I know, the next morning, he's walking around with an ice cream container on his head, which yes. is weird. <laughs> And then he stepped it up a bit. I think that didn't work. So he had like a helmet on his head with eyes taped to the back. Yes, he was a 50-year-old man at this point as yeah, well. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. And um, sure, practical. Bit of a loser. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's the answer. It's funny, I remember we were talking about this the other day with magpies. And like surely it's been a thousand years since someone climbed a tree <laughs> to steal an egg from a magpie. Yes. Talk about holding a grudge. Yeah, they just... <laughs> <laughs> so overreacting. Yeah, yeah, they won't let it go. Um, Forgive and forget. Gee whiz, we need a, We need yeah. a peace treaty or something. <laughs> I think I won a $50 voucher to a local hardware store. Did you? What did you spend from, that on when you were 15 years old? Um... I think I bought the ingredients for a bong. <laughs> the ingredients? <laughs> you can tell I've never used a bong because yeah, I, said never... I use ingredients. <laughs> ingredients. <laughs> I think that's the first time you've ever said the word bong as well. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's actually the first time. Could I have the ingredients to a bong, please? <laughs> you, I bet you probably put man at the end as well. Man? Can I? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've just choked a massive doobie and I've got the munchies. That's the, yeah, uh, good. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> choked, is, it? is that the term? I've just made that up as well. Uh, I like that. That's just really it good. Sounds a bit sus. Yeah. Why don't you tell the story of your uh, engagement announcement? Well, thanks for thanks for opening that wound that, that had just <laughs> closed over. <laughs> so, Tamara and I got engaged and I've hit Facebook with a Huzzah! Getting getting engaged kind of message. Yep. And I got two likes. Two and likes. Two likes and two comments. One of which was our brother saying, I'm only commenting on this so you don't feel like such a loser. And the other, I think, was from you, which was just a link to a picture of a tumbleweed. <laughs> and there is another reason that about eyebrows that they're talking about is that... Um, it can be used for communication and facial expression. So they can be used to facilitate function in communication. Strengthening expressions such as surprise, anger, or sexiness is what this thing answered. <laughs> now this must have been written in the 70s because if anyone is doing like the, you know, the double eyebrow, how are you doing? Okay. Yeah, like, not <laughs> That hasn't been sexy for decades. Sure. <laughs>
I think the last time I was on the dating scene, I was using that, but that oh, was, I was probably 15 years ago. <laughs> um, so that's probably all we've got. So have a good Christmas, everyone. And we will catch you after Christmas. Next year. Yeah. 2016. Very big year for what's that about? <laughs> We're hoping to double our listenership to two. That's, that's the plan. <laughs> Ambitious projections, but we'll see how we go. <laughs> it's, I always get confused whether that's a 100% or a 200% increase. I'm not, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm not so good on the math. That's true. <laughs> it's that's a lot good. anyway. It's, a, <laughs> it's a, lot, a lot more than what we've got. That's, <laughs> it's ridiculous how much humans like beer. I think that's, <laughs> that's the thing. The point that they... If beer didn't come along, what would we be doing now? It was, yeah, it's really interesting. We'd be talking into a stick instead of a microphone, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Same number of listeners, I'd imagine. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I have a story uh, where I had, I had weird toilet issues as a kid. And I must have been... It was Friday night tennis, which we used to go to. And I must have been six or seven. Way too old to wet your pants. Mm. But I didn't want to use the toilets because it was a bit dark and I was a bit scared of it. And so I was uh, playing doubles. And held on and then I just did a big wee and there was, was, was a clay court and it was just a big circle <laughs> around me <laughs> and uh, yeah that's good that's my story what's that that's your story that's my story weed on the clay courts <laughs> and everyone could see it if it was like a, a cement court or something maybe I could hide it there'd be a chance like a grass court definitely no one's going to see but a clay court Nah. nah, that's a mud puddle. That's a, mud that is a puddle. muddy puddle. Very embarrassing. Can I say though yeah. that I can actually beat that story? It also involves a tennis court. Yeah, I used to be a ball boy back in the day, as mm. you well know. Mm. We, I was ball boying on. Sorry, seven... you're referring to just your round figure, or <laughs> <laughs> when you were... okay, an actual ball boy, an actual ball boy. Okay, yeah, center court. There was like one of these touring tournaments. Bit of a crowd. Mm. I was ball boying on center court, absolutely busting. Middle of the set. Yeah. It's a big deal to ask to come off mid-set. I did not... Um, I didn't know how to go about the situation. Mm. Long story short, ended up doing a bit of a piddle on centre court while ball boying. Okay. Massive puddle on my feet. And then one of the people on the sidelines saw what happened and said, come off. So then I had to essentially run through my own puddle of wee... Off the centre court, because it was a hard court. Yeah. And there was wee footprints. (laughs) Wee prints. Exiting out the court. Really? So, you couldn't even pretend it was someone else, because they had a direct trace from where I was standing to where I was then standing. (laughs) Which is footsteps all the way up to the change rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Some people prefer to leave breadcrumbs as a trail. Yeah. No, no. Wee footprints. Yeah, nice. That is the way to do it. (laughs) It is... Phenomenal how big this trend has become. It has exploded. Oh, it's like I can't turn on the TV or the go online without seeing an article about the trend of adult colouring in books. Yeah. It's just ballistic. Every every sort of in the top 10 books on Amazon and in bookstores, they're all colouring in books. In the kids' top 10, Tolstoy, Hemingway, <laughs> Dostoevsky. It's the world's gone topsy-turvy. Oh, they're great. <laughs> Tales of struggle. That's what the kids are into these days. <laughs> I've got another interesting quote from uh, from Mr. Trump. He was... This is one thing he said. He goes, in relation to uh, what the media writes about him, he says, you know, it doesn't really matter what the media writes. 
as long as you've got a young and beautiful piece of ass. That was a Donald Trump quote. Now, when I first read that, I thought he was talking about his own ass. <laughs> that's what, I, and that's I'm, what I heard. And then I'm like, you know, I'm a heterosexual male, but I can tell a cute ass <laughs> and a bloke. And he has not got one. Yes. He's... <laughs> yeah, he actually sued someone who undervalued his net, his net worth. <laughs> someone yeah, said he was only worth $1.2 or something, and then he sued him for it. Yes, which it does make me a little bit nervous about this, this episode. It does, I know. <laughs> I think you might have called him a wanker at the beginning. Yeah, for the yeah. record, I know our voices sound similar to Donald, but that was Don that said that. Yeah, it yeah. I don't have anything. I've got some Zuba dupers in the freezer, that's about it. <laughs> You're not having the Coke ones, they're the best ones. Okay? I'm eating them now before this gets aired. But, uh, you know, when I reckon whenever I'm in the car, I'm not, I'm not a road rage person, but everyone gets annoyed sometimes in the car at other people's things. I turn into a 1970s bogan when I'm in the car. I use the same slang. Oh, you galah. Oh, that guy's a bloody galah. It's, it's, I never say galah any, any other time. Uh, pull your head in galah. Yeah. I, just, I just turn into a really, really patronising male. Like, I'll be like, oh, come on, love. Come on, come on, come love. On, love. Yeah, yeah, sexist. Yeah, start mansplaining. Yeah, come on, darling. Come on, you can fit in that car park, mate. Come on. It's really bad. It's terrible. It's awful. Yeah. Do you remember that time that? Did just another thing? Did you just use the term mansplaining? I tried it on for size. That's the first time I've ever uh. used it. <laughs> You've been... You're a galah, mate. You're an absolute galah for using that term. <laughs> You know, you try using a word like a catchy new term once, and you're like, "Yeah, I like, didn't feel good at all." Like, I don't, I'm never going to use that yeah, again. Yeah. Well, you got to try it on. <laughs> Another possible advantage, I think, really, is that you don't really need windows, so you can have sort of opaque windows if you want. Which should my biggest uh, bugbear. Just try that on for size. My biggest bugbear <laughs> is <laughs> don't really know what it means. I'm gonna be. It may not be appropriate, but is when you pull up to a red light. And then you know the person in the car next to you. So oh. you're looking to the left and then you make eye contact. <laughs> and all you can do is go, oh, hey. You sort of muscle, muscle, like a, hey, how are you going? <laughs> and after that, there's no more possible communication that can be had. It's just the most awkward thing in the world. It you're is. looking around, you start sweating. It's the longest red light you've ever seen in your life. Just go green, go green. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> and, then, and then you just start this weird... You know, you, start, you pretend that terrible. you're changing the you channel on the radio. Or... Oh, yeah. And then you, suddenly you're paying a lot of attention to your fingernails, maybe. <laughs> it's awkward. It's just the longest. I have. A, I think time actually slows down during that moment. It must do. It is terrible. It must do. Yeah. And you um, know, my, my other theory about people at... You know, certain people at um, birthday parties, I just... I can tell I don't like. And usually the one signal for me that I don't like someone is at the end of singing happy birthday... The first person that says, hip, hip, hooray. Like, the first person that says, hip, hip. I'm like, I don't like that guy. Because there's two types of people in the world. Someone that will say hip, hip straight off. And then someone who doesn't. And then you've got the battle of the hip, hips when there's like two of those guys at the same room. And they're trying to out hip, hip each other. It just turns into a mess. <laughs> it's just too much kind of leadership confidence that like steps up with the first hip, hip. Oh, way too much. Don't like it. Do not like yeah. it. It's like, I'll, I'll take it from here, boys. Hip, hip. He's <laughs> like, like Napoleon. He would be a hip, hip man. <laughs> Any of those generals. Winston Churchill, he's a big hip, hip man. <laughs> he 
he's Hitler. Oh, big. Oh, way Hitler. too big. He was just <laughs> Hitler. I used to call him Hitler. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a mate who, when the happy birthday is being sung, he does what he calls the phantom hip-hip, where he'll do the first hip-hip and get the hooray. He'll do the second hip-hip and get the hooray, but he won't do the third. <laughs> and everyone just kind of stands there awkwardly, not knowing what to do, and they just kind of like just filter out of the room. It's, uh... That's genius. I think that's, that's very good. Have you noticed that one when... Yeah, and it was our dad was a classic example of this. But you see it with a lot of older men in particular. When they go to a cafe, they're ordering their coffee extra hot. The baristas yeah. hate it. Yeah, it is weird. Because I'm not a coffee head, but apparently it makes the coffee taste really bad. But our dad, he always wanted extra hot and he was never really satisfied with the level of heat. It could never be hot enough. It's like he just wanted third degree burns to his taste buds. Yeah. <laughs> if he can taste anything for four days after having that coffee, he's not happy. <laughs> he was disgusted. <laughs> yeah. <Is> it- <laughs> so there are a lot of things that happen when you age, which we'll talk through in this episode, like official formal stuff. But I want to spend a bit of time to begin with talking about what are, you, what are the signs, the small subtle signs of aging that you've noticed in, in people as they get older. Okay, so... One that I've noticed, and I've noticed it in just, you know, looking at other people and people I know, I've also noticed it a little bit in myself, is that, you know, when you get old, you start getting hair in some pretty weird places that it's not really supposed to be. It's kind of like a puberty all over again. It's like a it's like a really bad sequel no one really wants to watch. So <laughs> it's like your, the edge of your ear is going through puberty, that kind of Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> And my last sort of observation I've noticed is that the older someone gets, their intake of jubes increases exponentially. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like you know, I, I haven't had a jube since I was about 10. If you go to an old person's home, their diet is consisting of 90% jube. There's it's just, like, <laughs> it's like 100 little bowls of jubes lying around everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. yeah. They're just, they're just, they love it. They do love a jube. The other 10% is probably licorice all sorts. I don't know. But just... And Werther's Originals, of course. Oh, Werther's. Yeah, yeah. I love but, a Werther's uh, Original. What have, what have you got? Okay. So, I reckon a really key sign of ageing is when you start putting either a box of tissues or a sun hat on the back dash of your car. Yeah. <laughs> you, Classic. Once you, you start preparing for situations that thoroughly... You're in the second half of life, I reckon. The problem is there, how are they going to reach the tissue? If they need an urgent, they're in an urgent tissue situation. <laughs> they stop in the car, they're getting out. <laughs> the mental image of an old person pulling over, walking into the back, pulling out a single <laughs> tissue, getting back in, rejoining the highway is fantastic. And they're probably thinking, why did I put my hat at the back? I'm now sunburnt from getting out of the car and walking to the back of the car. I should have had the hat at the front. <laughs> Okay, so my theory, and this is, it's probably completely wrong, but I'm thinking, it, I was thinking when you're three and you're waiting for Christmas to come around when you're four, that's like a quarter of your life, so it's going to feel like a long time. When you're 30, going in, you know, waiting for, for Christmas to when you're 31, you know, it's like one thirty for one, whatever that is. <laughs> one thirtieth, one Just let's round it down. One thirty one. Um, you're doing your so life. well. What you're doing it? so well until you hit a fraction. One thirty-one. What? What is that? How do I say that? One thirty. Like I know it sounds stupid, but what is it? One thirty-one. I'm, I'm, I'm calling that. One thirty-one. 
I, I like it. <laughs> it couldn't be that. Well, I was uh, throwing <laughs> stones and now I've just been completely unstuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one thirty month. Don't know. I'm positive it's not that. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure it's not central yeah. to your point, though. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it should be. I, I, I can kind of see that as well, because there are some days heading into middle age where I will smell my shirt at the end of the day, and I just, I just do a flashback throughout the whole day of at what point did this smell kick in and yeah. what meetings did I have that afternoon, because I need to do some repair work <laughs> the next day. That There's is. nothing worse than when you forget to put deodorant on and then you realise, like, oh, gee. And the smell is a little bit too strong, I like it, by 9am. Yeah. And then you just have to spend the whole day without lifting your arms up <laughs> over your head. You, just, <laughs> you don't want to create any waft from inside the shirt, so you're just keeping your arms down. <laughs> That's I've been there many times. At about 9.30 when you've realised you've forgotten and you already catch a mild whiff. Yeah. That's intense. That <laughs> like is what as hard as life gets. Luke, what direction is the uh, the cafe? You just have to nod with your head. It's over that way. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> you're just going to turn into a pigeon and just do that. Yeah. Head yeah. <laughs> One um, of the other ones that I I had a look, look into with great personal interest is why do we go grey? Mm. And, some and why, why do you have such personal interest, Luke? Because <laughs> I'm going as grey as bloody the greyest man on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Is it, Luke has gone grey before Steve Martin went grey. I think that's saying something. Because <laughs> Steve Martin, he was born grey, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it is, like, every day. It's just coming on like a forest fire. Like, it is just... I'm going grey. Like, by the end of next year, I'm going to be a grey man. That's yeah, the, uh, that's I, think, I think that's how it's going to be. So, let's just get... Back to basics here. Let's get some anatomy going on. So, each hair on our heads is made up of two parts. The first part is called a shaft, which is the coloured part we see growing out of our heads. And the second part is called a root, which is the bottom part which keeps the hair into our head. Now, I don't know who made these words. I don't know who the scientist was. But I think he had something else on his mind when he was uh, researching hair. A shaft and a root. That's... That's terrible. <laughs> Why wasn't there someone in the lab just going, can we call it something else, please? Yeah. It's just, yeah, no. That's just, that Freud way. would have a field day with that scientist. <laughs> Apparently, 12% of people use their phones in the shower. Yes, I was actually speaking to some people at work about this. They do do it, because you can get these sort of, well, some phones are waterproof. Like, what are they doing to their phone in there? It's weird. That's you can't tell me, for those who still use a bar of soap, you're not mixing the two up a little bit. You're just sort of oh. rubbing it under your arm. I did see a little pubic hair on your phone the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bloody I've got another one. I've actually got a stat here that 9% of people admit to texting with their phone during sex. <laughs> They're texting. That's really You can't weird. tell me they're not sending, like, just a smiley face emoticon to one of their mates. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. And even more, and that's for everyone, for 18 to 34-year-olds, it's 20% of people have texted during uh, sex. Wow. That's pretty yeah. impressive in a way. To be fair, I think this number would be a bit lower if um, you disabled the vibration function of the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I had to do it. It can only help in the boudoir. It could only help. 
I reckon I'd probably need to have time to, to, to shoot off a quick emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon the biggest problem with the old Nokias wasn't the fact that they couldn't do all the fancy stuff of the new ones. Mm. It's just that when you're using your phone on the toilet, you could hear the buttons being pressed. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the biggest problem. Yeah. You're trying to play Snake in silence. That sounds a bit dodgy. What are you doing? I'm playing Snake in the toilet. Leave me alone. <laughs> now, before anyone says anything, I've got a bit of a throat thing going on here. So, uh, I've done some private studies. I'm pretty sure I sound... Approximately 20% sexier than I did before I had a cult. <laughs> Concur? Well, <laughs> I'm not, not touching that one. It's a, it's a fine line between being sexy and just being Madge Bishop. It's, it's yeah, a yeah. very fine line. and I think you're on the Madge side of that line. Yeah, I think I am. I love it when I have a cold like this because I can go around the house. I kind of, this is as close as I get to sounding like a professional voiceover guy, you know, from the movies. So well, Beck gets really annoyed because I'm just going around like she's getting in the shower. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've just become incredibly more annoying than I did before. <laughs> I was about to say you don't sound like you think you sound until you put that voice on. Yeah, yeah. Because at the moment <laughs> you're just kind of like... <laughs> You don't sound sexy or like a voiceover I guy. I, I didn't say I sound like one. I said I sound more like one. Because let's be more honest, I'm auditioning for Chipmunks. The Squeakle later. The Squeakle. Yeah, yeah, normally. So, Before we get onto the topic of today, I just want to clear something with you. You're not getting through without me mentioning your voice breaking then, like the guy from the, the teenage guy from The Simpsons. I want to yes, Mr. Simpson. Oh, Danny. <laughs> Go on. A little while ago, I went to bed, and when I went to bed, shoes were called shoes. And then yep. overnight, someone has sent an email around, and they didn't CC me into it. I wake up, shoes are now called kicks. Wow. Everyone is calling shoes kicks now. When really? did that happen? It must be a Melbourne thing. Oh. Because in Canberra, they're still called loafers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hush Puppies is uh, still going gangbusters here in Canberra. <laughs> in Melbourne, it is pervasive. Like kicks. Anyone who from the age of 18 to 70 is calling them kicks now. It's hmm. ridiculous. I'll stick with sneakers. Oh, I tried kicks on for size the other day. Yeah. And I just sounded like that classic year eight religion teacher that's trying to be cool with the kids. Yeah. You know, they're pretty... Pretty cool kicks there, Donovan. But you run really yeah. fast in those. <laughs> like it's you know just... who else had cool kicks? Your old pal Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're in in the market for a bit of skunk weed or some fatty boom bladdy, I reckon you should uh, <laughs> don't don't discount the house with the shoes out the front. <laughs> you might be able to score yourself an eight ball or maybe a bit of a giggle stick <laughs> or some cootie brown. This is wise advice. This is very yeah, yeah. wise advice. Basically, if you want to get zooted, find the house with the <laughs> find the house with the sneakers. Because then you might be able to buy some, and then you can load a fat one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too sick to laugh that much. <laughs> zooted. That's pretty yeah, yeah. good. That's a good one. <laughs> 
I'll prescribe you a disco biscuit to fix your uh, <laughs> to fix your sickness, Luke. <laughs> I think I've used all of them. That's all I've got. Give us one more. You've got to have one more. Uh, I haven't got one, but someone who sells drugs can be a potrepreneur, which is good. Potrepreneur, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Nice. (laughs) That's the classiest one, I think. Knowing my luck, I'd probably go to someone that just sells potpourri. I think that's the... Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Donnie, let's do one of our mind tricks. I'm going to ask a question, and then we're both going to answer it at the same time. Okay. What do you reckon would be the best thing about being a cult leader? On the count of three? Yep. One, two, three, rose. Orgies. <laughs> <laughs> You've said too much. <laughs> uh, you have gone too hard too soon. Not touching that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible. It is funny though when you think about like, here is a person who's managed to convince other people not only of his beliefs, but to change their lifestyle and follow him and sleep with him. In the meanwhile, we can't get 10 people to listen to this podcast. <laughs> like, That's true. <laughs> how is he doing it? We need to take some tips, I think. We, we, <laughs> we need to start offering Nookie. It's the, uh... I, think, <laughs> I think that's going to decrease numbers, if anything. <laughs> Certainly, mum's going to stop listening anyway. (laughs) Do you ever get the feeling that you are just like a terrible man in terms of the stereotype of a man, or is it is it just me? Uh, I'm pretty rubbish. Yeah, (laughs) pretty rubbish. (laughs) I'm borderline not man. (laughs) Welcome to what's that about? We're back. Christmas special 2017. Hope you've been a good boy or girl. <laughs> if you want to waste an hour of your life on Christmas Eve and you're not religious, here's the What's That About Christmas special. <laughs> Silent night, holy night, or just really boring night if you're listening to the What's That About Christmas special. A jingle bell, jingle bell, what's that about rock? It's, it's the 2017 Christmas special. <laughs> You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not have your expectations too high. And I'm telling you why. Because this is the 2017 What's That About Christmas special. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Now, I've got a question for you. When yeah. you were trying for your third baby, yes, yeah. <laughs> did you announce to anyone that you were, were trying for a third baby? Ooh. We didn't. Do you, generally? No, I didn't. But a lot of people do. And it's, I've just, I was having a think about it. And it's this weird situation where when people say they announce to their family that they're trying for a third baby, it's like the only time you're really admitting that you have sex with your family. I don't know if other people's dynamics are weird, but you go into your grandma. Yeah, we're trying for a baby, grandma. <laughs> they reckon that's really weird. But if you get too specific, I don't think grandma will like it. Like, yeah, but no, we're trying for a third baby. In a couple of minutes, next door, in the next room. Is it? <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't get too specific. It's this yeah. weird societal thing. Yeah, you can only be yeah. very, very general. Yeah, it's like when you like when you my wife was late stage pregnancy, and she's overdue, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, here's what you can try to get her to go into labour." Mm. And everyone was saying, "You need to have sex with her to go into labour." Yeah, and I had a cheer squad of hundreds of people telling me to go and have sex. Where were they in high school? Yeah, I needed right. them in high school. <laughs> Your friends probably were saying that in high school, and there's just no one willing to participate. <laughs> what have you been up to in the break? 
Uh, nothing really. I worked and then I came home and had a cup of tea and then went to bed and then got up in the morning. Basically, I'm getting as jaded as the dad from the Wonder Years. <laughs> like, I'm coming home, I'm like, and then I chuck my bag in the corner and then. That's about it. Is that- he was an angry man, that dad. Yeah, yeah. I'm slowly turning into Mr. Arnold. <laughs> Jack Arnold, I think his name was. I always liked, though, that he had his business shirt rolled up two sleeves, like two rolls on yep. the sleeve. And have you noticed when any politician works on the weekend, they, <laughs> they, always, do, they yeah. always roll their... Like, or after 6pm, they roll the sleeves yeah. up because they, they're doing overtime. Yeah. Is it- <laughs> this is like we're getting down to business yeah. and just being really effective. And if I wore a tie, it would be loosened. Yeah. <laughs> and the top button undone. Yeah. And you're yeah. often holding a ball of some description. Which a is ball? Kind of, oh, I was doing your troubleshooting like, ideas. Yeah, yeah. troubleshooting idea with a ball. <laughs> well, I did do one other thing, which uh, you don't know about, but basically I was having a look at this website, and basically it's where all these people come on and they offer a service for $5. Fiverr? Yeah, Fiverr. I've heard of Fiverr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically some guy was offering to do a rap about anything. So I sent him a couple of points about our podcast, and I commissioned a rap. Mm, I'm very nervous already. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's worth about $5. I think he probably... The amount of time he spent on it was probably worth about $4.50. <laughs> but right. let's play it and see what you think. Okay. Yeah, got him saying what's that about? Yeah, it's looking down, you know that they get it on Sipping on the pavilion, and that's all night long Cause you know right now they ain't got the listeners But best believe that they voice getting hella hurts Even when they laughing at too many rain jokes It's okay, cause you know they always bring it up What's that about? That's just what they say Hold it down every day, in that OG way Luke and Don, like Luke and the Don Come together and they do it all night long Guess you didn't know, but now you know Cause this, what's that about? And if you don't know, when you better ask them now What the bloody hell is that about? <laughs> That's a good question That's $5 worth of rap It's <laughs> exactly $5 worth of rap right there $5 worth of crap I yeah. could not understand <laughs> a bloody word he was saying. The only thing I could get from it was that he thought, we're getting together and doing it all night long. That's <laughs> We're brothers. That's illegal in most states and territories. Yeah, and so it should be. It's, <laughs> it's weird. And it's really strange. Yeah. Now, he did say that uh, we did it the OG way. I'm not exactly sure what that is. is that- <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure the OG way, and this is me being a little bit OG, yeah. is... <laughs> Original gangster. Right. I still don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> we're the least gangsters. Yeah. And to be honest, we're the least original as well. I think there's like 4,000 other podcasts that no one listens to. <laughs> I actually thought OG. I thought he was talking about OJ, orange juice. He just spelled, didn't know how to spell juice. So just with started with a G. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so non-gangster. I'm like, I'm a fructose at the moment. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not having a juice. <laughs> And apparently hundreds of guerrilla fighters put down their guns and went back to society through this marketing campaign of the ad agency that came up with it won all these awards. Yeah, right. But I think if you're, if you're a freedom fighter and you're walking through the jungle and there's like these Christmas lights that light up mm. with like a slogan. I would shoot the tree. You would I would shoot- freak out. 
<laughs> you totally would. Yeah. The last thing you'd do would be like, oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've, been, I've been wasting my time here. Yeah. Gun down. Back to Christmas lunch. Quick question. Yeah. When anyone in the news or anything references gorilla fighters, do you picture a gorilla in your head? <laughs> because that's all I'm picturing. I do. I'm picturing gorillas. Yeah. Very well trained Harambe or whatever that guy. <laughs> yeah, Harambe. Harambe. <laughs> I'm picturing Harambe. Then apparently the next year they got the family members of the, you know, gorilla fighters. The other gorillas, yeah. The other gorillas. <laughs> Magilla Gorilla, was he in there? <laughs> he should be. <laughs> He's for sale, apparently. <laughs> that is such an obscure reference. Yes, then I'm going to unearth the Magilla Gorilla theme song and I'm going to insert it now. <laughs> now. We've got a gorilla for sale. Magilla Gorilla for sale. Won't you buy him? Take him home and try him. Gorilla for sale. See, it does exist. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But apparently the next year they got friends and family to write little notes in these kind of balls that had lights in them. And they sent them down the river into the jungle where the gorilla fighters were. Mm. Hoping that people would pick them up, read them. And it's essentially messages saying, come home. And that was quite effective as well. Yeah, right. It doesn't take much to buddy turn a gorilla fighter. Nah, that's... <laughs> Che Guevara would be rolling in his grave. Yeah, I think so. That doesn't take much at all. <laughs> Miguel Guerrero would not be happy. No, no, no. He would not. Because <laughs> no one's bought him yet. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> <laughs> He's been for sale for 50 years. Is it? <laughs> okay, so I've got another one. Apparently in Venezuela, and South America's really coming to the party this Christmas. You've got a Colombian fact. I've got a Venezuelan fact. Apparently it's tradition to journey to mass on Christmas Eve in roller skates. Which, which makes complete sense to me because when I, mean, I was a kid, I just liked to go into math so much, I'll be more than happy to partake in a very high-risk behaviour just in the hope of injuring myself on the way to math and I wouldn't have to go. I've, if I could skydive or bungee jump into maths, I would be doing it in the hope of an injury. Because anything to get out of going Anything, to any excuse. Yeah. I remember we were kids, we had to go to maths pretty much every week. Yeah. And that, the moment maths finished... You were ecstatic because it was the longest possible time until more math. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit different. I also suffer from this other thing. Is that I'm sort of half listening to someone's story, and I think it's a comedic story. So I've got this sort of yeah, yeah, and I got this funny <laughs> smile on my face. <laughs> And then it actually turns into a really tragic story, and it was never funny to begin with. And I have to basically try and do a big 180 and try and save the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> happens to me a That's lot. True. Toughest move in the business, because it must be obvious to people. You can't tell me this person telling me this heartbreaking story, and I'm laughing for half of it, because <laughs> I'm not really listening. Yeah, yeah, and then what happened? Yeah. And then my dad got cancer. Oh, yeah, that's great. What else? <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, Don. Listen. <laughs> So the issue for this week, Don, is do you have to uh, talk to colleagues when you're catching public transport with them after work? This is a dilly of a pickle, this one. It's a dilly, all right. It's a dilly. So you're, yeah. So you're talking about people, your colleagues with them, you're not really friends with them, 
or someone that you would really have a friendly conversation. Yeah. Let's just say they're colleagues that you wouldn't go to lunch with, you wouldn't go for a coffee with, but you mm. know them because you work in the same office. And you've, right. you've exited the building at the same time and you're both walking to the train station or you get to the train station and you see them at the platform. Is there an obligation to stop and chat and, tr- and, and do the commute together? I think there probably is. What I personally would do is just walk home. I'd forgo the train. <laughs> I would just... I would walk the six hours home to avoid that kind of situation. But that's, that's the kind of guy I am. <laughs> now, an interesting uh, little aside to the medicinal remedy for it. Persistent digital rectal massage has also been proven effective in terminating hiccups. Now, I reckon once you're entertaining that idea... You've exhausted every other possibility. You're <laughs> scraping, you're literally scraping the bottom of the barrel on that one, don't you reckon? Like, how desperate, the men that were testing that, how desperate must that hiccup man have been? Like, oh, I've tried everything else. All right, digital rectal massage, please. Persistent. I don't want any intermittent. It's got to be persistent. <laughs> it was his last resort. It, that's the end, is it? I've tried everything else. <laughs> I've honked my horn, I've done everything. I don't know what else I can That's do. Right. <laughs> yep. Or you've got the go to the shops, buy some deodorant. Yeah, and some, like with my job, not really an option. Um, There are no shops I don't have enough. To... No. Nah. Uh, you wouldn't have I'm enough I'm pretty time sure that I don't want to disclose where back. you work, but there is definitely a place where you could buy some deodorant. Okay, tell me where. The chemist. There's no chemist at the hospital. There's always a chemist at the bottom of a hospital because people get scripts to, for medicines. Yeah, but they don't have deodorant. It's an internal hospital chemist. They don't have an external chemist with deodorant. I, don't I work there, trust me. Trust me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take you on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> Every hospital I've ever gone to has a pharmacy on the ground level, usually near Zuki's Cafe, where mm-hmm. you can. it's like a normal pharmacy. No. Nah. Not in Canberra. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Hang on. So, okay. <laughs> okay, sorry guys, Don here. At this point, me and Luke had probably a half-hour discussion about whether there was actually a pharmacy at my workplace, and I won. Okay, back to the show. It's weird that your hospital doesn't have a pharmacy. That's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but when I as so I went onto the website of like the Melbourne um, Freemasons, and there are some photographs on the website. It just looks like a, like a bunch of old blokes called Daryl who go to the Freemasons after bowls, but before, you know, going to Bunnings Church. for a sausage sizzle. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. They're, they're not secretly controlling anything. No. <laughs> they can't even... They're, they're happy just to control their bowels. <laughs> That's their ultimate challenge. If they can control that... Baby steps. Maybe then they can control the world. <laughs> <laughs> On a side note, have you noticed, that I reckon one of the defining characteristics of ageing is the amount of space that they put between two words that you should say more closely together. <laughs> so, uh, our dad did that a bit, didn't he? Yeah, so the old, ah, I love a sausage sizzle. <laughs> like it's, the, <laughs> it's the emphasis and the space. Ah, oh, hi, Dalek. We have we have hot dogs for dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's love it. That's really accurate. I think. 
<laughs> when you were getting married and dad was like so you're gonna have a dj at the wedding <laughs> <laughs> what is normcore well normcore is a unisex fashion trend characterized by unpretentious average looking clothing so you've been normcore for a very long time that- i am the original normcore yeah yeah <laughs> actually i've got an explanation here norm normcore clothes include everyday items of casual wear such as t-shirts hoodies Short sleeve shirts, jeans, and chino pants. Which I think I saw that 10 years ago and thought it was a shopping list because that's basically. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone out, I've, I've bought them all, and I'm Norcore to the extreme. I also read that B was responsible for the first poem. Oh, really? The first poem was written out of a beer recipe. To beer or not to beer? Oh, <laughs> good. <laughs> Is that off the cuff? Yeah, that's quick. Thanks. <laughs> Do you remember that time that one of your friends came to pick you up at our house and at the last minute we've gone, oh, let's play a trick on him. So I got dressed up in your clothes and put your hat on and then ran down and got in the car and then he started driving off thinking that it was you in the car and I, in my panic to get into the car, I forgot to put shoes on and he's yeah. gone, oh, why are you, why are you wearing no shoes? Uh, I don't like them. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was my quick-witted re- reply in the moment was I just don't like them. And then you just go out of the car again. Didn't you? Yeah. And the weird thing is, I, I don't think Tim even mentioned it when I got in. When I finally got in, he didn't mention it. <laughs> From my memory, when I said, we got like around two corners and I said, oh, I'm not done, you idiot, like turn around. And yeah. he kind of went, oh, okay. And then like drove around, drove back, and then you got in and didn't say anything. He didn't say a thing. It was like it didn't happen. I'm still, <laughs> I'm convinced we may have dreamt it up. <laughs> I still remember a friend of mine had, uh, he had his bucks and he hired topless waitresses just to serve drinks. And I've never been more uncomfortable in my life because <laughs> they were just walking around doing small talk. Hey, how you going? Oh, you yeah, good, thanks. <laughs> and then, uh, what are you supposed to say? <laughs> what? You watching good TV shows? <laughs> like, I don't know what. It's either that or just talk about their breasts. I don't know. <laughs> I've been on one of those. As, I've been on one of those uh, as well. And I just remember taking the beer while looking at the ceiling and just going, "Thanks heaps." I did, yeah, yeah. Not, I did not know what to say either. <laughs> so, just quickly, I guess a couple of thanks to obviously Warren Groom and Sarah Thornton who have been our probably our most loyal uh, and active listeners. Thank you very much. The um, both over, both overseas as well, which I think lends a bit of bit of credence to the podcast for some yeah. reason. But it, I feel <laughs> like it does. <laughs> um, and thanks to anyone. Obviously, there are people listening who haven't been getting in touch. Whoever you are, thanks very much. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been appreciated. Partial thanks to some of our friends and family who listened to some of it and then. Pitted out at around episode 20. <laughs> Thanks a lot. And also, screw you. <laughs> I can just hear the sigh of relief. People stop, you know, they're, not gonna, they're gonna stop getting this in their news feed. And I think they're very happy about it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Until the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you want to keep track of anything else we do, uh, I guess go to the what's that about podcast.com, which will, will keep as our um, website. We've also got our first podcast on there, which was Don and I trying to put together a set of stand-up comedy that we we recorded us, you know, writing the set and then performing it. So, two potties there. That's almost a canon we're developing. I think so. 
Yeah, yeah. That's a network. A podcast that's network. A network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll host the the next the third potty on there as well. So keep an eye on that. Other than that, thanks again. We will catch you later. Do it, Don. Do it, Don. Do it. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what was that noise? That was chewy. <laughs> that was meant to be a, you guys, but oh, it was guys. more of a, a <laughs> yeah, it was meant to be a shucks, turned into a, <laughs> 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 and what a fitting way to end. So, see you guys. Thanks again. And uh, see you at some point in the future. <laughs> Bye.